Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. Is that what this is? I'm Ashley. Oh, I'm Jamie. Is that who you are? I guess. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you have Frederick in this room. <laughs> Makes me uncomfy. Frederick's our mannequin. Mannequins should not be owned by people. <laughs> Especially you. Because you have a friend who... <laughs> oh, Nymphadora. Bro. Hi. She's stepping on the Zoom thing. Okay, come on. Okay. Come on. Let's Okay, we've got a cat. We're getting ready for this case. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I think they might have just heard her breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna talk about April seventh, nineteen ninety four. Okay. What happened April seventh, nineteen ninety four? Uh a Federal Express, aka FedEx, flight seven zero five. A FedEx plane? Yes. Okay. Like full of cargo. Yeah. Oh, what like, you want to do? What I want to do with oh. my life? Oh no. Yep. <laughs> mm. I told you you weren't ready. <laughs> Go on. Took off from Memphis, Tennessee to San Jose, California, filled okay. with electronics equipment. Okay. There were three crew members in the cockpit on this day. 49-year-old Cap- Captain David Sanders, 42-year-old First Officer Jim Tucker, and 39-year-old Flight Engineer Andrew Peterson. Okay. All young men. I yep. hope they're Okay. They were approached by another crew member of FedEx. Mm. His name was Auburn Calloway. He was 42 years old at the time, a Stanford alumni, a former Navy pilot, and a martial arts expert. Jesus. What a resume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I trust it, though. He had children. I don't you know, know who to trust. Married, all that kind of shit. So, yeah. Who do you trust? Who of these four people? David. There was a David, right? Yeah, good yeah. job. I would also trust David. Okay, cool. Well, okay, so this guy, Auburn Calloway, was already at the plane when the crew arrived, and he asked the crew if he could fly jump seat with them, which is, like, super normal. It's a normal thing. What does that mean? So jump seat is where if there's an open seat on the plane and you work for the airlines, you can sit in it. Okay. So, like, if you needed to get to... Like, this is how pilots get to their jobs. Sometimes, like, they live in North Carolina, but they fly out of Virginia. Oh, wow. So, they drive to the airport, get a jump seat, get to their flight. So, like, their day starts, like, six hours before they even fly. Holy shit. It's insane. No, yeah. thank you. Are they it's paid crazy. for that? Uh, They get paid, yeah. Salary? Yeah. So, it's part of it. Okay. So, he wanted to ride jump seat. Totally normal. Um, And he brought with him that day. <laughs> Except for when it wasn't. Right. <laughs> as luggage. Uh, a guitar case. Okay. okay, that's all he has to go to another state is a guitar case. You yeah. know what fits in a guitar case? A gun. Sure. Sure, it would. Many okay. things would fit in a guitar case. Use your imagination. I'm using the true crime imagination. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a true crime podcast. Exactly. So I hope we're talking about <laughs> Okay, so Auburn Calloway had previously been scheduled as the flight engineer on that flight. But the previous day, he'd exceeded his flying hours by one whole minute. So he'd been replaced. That's a thing? Yeah. So you can only fly a certain amount of hours in a week or whatever. (gasps) So there's like no overtime. Yeah. But they were desperate. No, they are now. But this is back in 94. But they're not going to push the limits. You're only allowed to fly a certain amount of hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he'd been bumped. Mm -hmm. But he still wanted to fly the plane anyway. Or be on the plane suspicious suspicious <laughs> huh except for when it's not <laughs> so the crew boarded the plane and during their pre-flight inspection the flight engineer andrew peterson found the circuit breaker for the cockpit voice recorder popped out of position 
Okay. So that's like, you know, the black box. I was going to say, that's like the, the disappearing thing. plane box thing, right? It records the last 30 minutes of flight. Mm-hmm. It records aliens. It does. So he pushed the circuit breaker back in and continued in his, in his inspection. Okay. Was that, is that normal? Yeah. So when, when I'm flying, if there's a circuit breaker popped out, you pop it back in. Mm-hmm. And if it pops back out another time, then you have to, then take... you have a problem. Okay. But if, you, if it doesn't, then it was, it's, it just happens. Circuit breakers are built with like safety parameters within them. So if they get a certain voltage or something, they'll pop real quick. Okay. But you can pop them back into place. It's fine. Okay. So if this if the CVR the cockpit voice recorder had not worked the plane would not have been able to take off it is a no fly mm-hmm. situation, which makes sense like you got to be able to communicate. Yeah, and and if it, there was something wrong, they need to know what happened. And yeah, that's what the cockpit voice recorder does. So the crew found nothing wrong with the plane otherwise and got ready for takeoff as usual. Andrew Peterson sat back down at the flight engineer's seat and noticed again the CVR breaker had popped. So don't take off. He reset it again and made note to keep an eye on that just in case it wasn't operating. Within the first few minutes of flight, they would have turned around. Okay. The plane took off and the crew carried on conversation and set the plane up for a normal flight to San Jose, California. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. No. 20 minutes into the flight. And it's supposed to be a 10-hour flight, oh. like round trip there wow. and back. Yeah. Okay. Auburn Calloway got up and walked toward the back of the plane. Where are you going, buddy? When he re-entered the cockpit... He had a hammer in each hand. <gasps> he quickly struck all three of the crew in the head. What? And repeatedly struck each of the crew members over and over in their heads. Um, sir, what? Yeah. Yeah. That is not the type of service that is supposed to be on planes. Like, literally, they're all in uniform. They're all pilots. Yeah. And he just walks in with hammers in hand and starts throwing at people flying a fucking plane. Why? We'll Are you going to tell me why? Yes. Okay. Course. Dave Sanders, the pilot, said he saw a face with no eyes, no emotion. He was just a threat. He lives. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, Auburn, I'm sorry. That was very scary. Yeah. I was just caught up on he lived. I had a happy moment. Okay. That was just, I was stressed. I was stressed. stressed. <laughs> so Auburn Calloway retreated to the back for more weapons. No. Dave Sanders and Andy Peterson stand up to try to counterattack. Oh, shit. All the while, Jim Tucker, the co-pilot, is saying, go get him, go get him. Uh-huh. So Callaway returned with a spear gun in hand. Wait, is the other guy with him? No, no, no. They're saying, like, go get him, like, like get go him. go get Callaway. Yeah, Yeah, okay. the bad guy. He's flying the plane. Yeah, okay. While being injured. Yes, while having a hammer to the head. Right. Casual. Casual. So he returns with a spear gun and points it in the cockpit. And he's like, don't move. A I'll res- fucking shoot you. Gun. Yeah. And Andy Peterson sees the spear. It, like, that's all he sees of Callaway. Yeah. And he grabs onto the pole and, like, pulling on it. And the barbs are into his hand as yeah. he's pulling the, the weapon away from Auburn. <gasps> and so they then get into a scuffle. Yeah. So Jim Tucker realizes the only weapon that he can use right now is the plane. To oh. disable them. Okay. And it's full of cargo. It's full of heavy so, shit. Well, the cargo is all, it's all tied down. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you get a good movement going. <laughs> <laughs> well, boy, does he. <laughs> so he grabs the yoke, pulls back on it, and it throws all three men to the back of the compartment. Okay. What's the yoke? The yoke is, it's the, like the steering column. The okay. steering wheel, basically. So Jim Tucker was previously a fighter pilot. So he had experience oh. in combat. And he started treating this DC-10, which is like big jet airliner 
like a fighter pilot. You fucked with the wrong pilot, motherfucker. Seriously. It's on site. On site. <laughs> so it's a huge plane. It is not a maneuverable like speedster that you're no, used to seeing. Yeah. Like, this is not even like a Boeing. Like, yeah, this is huge. So it's chonky. <laughs> Tucker takes the plane into acrobatic maneuvers and rolls the what? plane to the left. Now, these aren't supposed to exceed 60 degrees of turn. Okay. He has it flipped 140 <gasps> degrees upside so down. practically upside down. Yes. And the men are continuing to fight off Callaway as they're rolling around the cabin. They're fighting on the ceiling and the sides of the plane as it's rolling around. Okay. Did you watch a Marvel movie? What is this? Right? It is <laughs> like this is real life. This actually happened. It's not April 1st. <laughs> Tucker continues to roll the plane while trying to keep a visual reference to the ground through the cockpit window, which it's not oh overhead. Oh, my God. It's like, right, you know, a, a wide thing in front of you. So he's got it at an angle upside, upside down, down to where he can see the ground and he knows where he's at. And he's got a... What? Right. Mind-blowing. Right. Keep going. Keep so the going. I need a movie. on its back at this. Well, there is a yes! d- documentary and there are many TV shows about this. So. Oh, we should watch it. Yes. Okay, go on. Go on. I so love the this. plane is basically on its back flying and then the nose drops <gasps> and it starts into a nosedive. No, 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 no. And so they're going dangerously fast. Obviously. <laughs> the plane was not designed for this kind of movement. Obviously. And it's the fastest DC-10 has ever been flown in history that survives. Guinness World Record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the injuries on Jim Tucker's left side of his brain uh-huh. are oh. now making his right side of his body stop working. No, 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 no. He realizes that the throttle has been at full power this entire time. Oh, shit. So he has to release the yoke with his only working hand uh-huh. and then pull the power back on the throttle. So he's trying to pull the plane out of the dive at this point. Yeah. And but like carefully enough to not rip any of the flight surfaces off. Because oh, if you turn while it's in above maneuvering speed you can rip pieces of the plane apart him and sully need to get a drink together right (laughs) go on it's insane it's insane so andy peterson he's the flight engineer he's bleeding out dave sanders the the captain is Uh losing consciousness and they are continuing to fight off auburn calloway oh my god so sanders takes the hammer out of calloway's hand and starts striking him in the head and he says like he didn't strike to kill but he striked to immobilize oh poor guy yeah he He's was like, like i don't want to fucking kill someone yeah. like this sucks exactly but also honey <laughs> kill him kill him it is you or him and it is gonna be you that survives that's how it's gotta be so they think that they now have a handle on the situation okay jim tucker is finally able finally able to radio into air traffic control yo what's up help <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he reaches out and kent fleshman receives his emergency call okay Jim Tucker asks for vectors back to the airport, which is like, give me a uh, heading, like a, a compass heading to fly, and I'll okay. fly that. Tell me where to go, and I'm going to go there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he then asks for an ambulance and for armed intervention to be ready at the airport. Holy shit. And Kent Fleshman recognizes this code. The armed intervention means that the officials need to storm the plane upon landing. Oh, I got full body chills. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking crazy. Wow. He hears the fight picking back up again and again uses the plane to help his crew members. Oh, shit. Is he still upside down? He's he's basically rolling he's it. back and forth. Yeah. Okay. And then trying to get towards the airport. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally flipped a plane upside down. Like, I can't. The man that. deserves a raise and then he deserves to retire with that raise still coming through. <laughs> well, at this point, Paul Candelino takes over the ATC radio calls, the air traffic control. He's been running radios for over 40 years this guy oh, wow. is he knows what he's doing 
but she's never had a cold like this. <laughs> right? He's oh like, okay, God. I'm retiring I now. <laughs> so Dave Sanders, the captain, knew in his mind he wanted to stop Callaway but not kill him, like I said. Yeah. So he swung with all his might, and then he he asked Jim. He's yelling up to Jim, and he said, put the plane on autopilot and come help us subdue Callaway. Oh, wow. So Jim's got a skull fracture, and his right side of his body's not working. Fuck. Puts the plane on autopilot. But at this time, Paul Candelino tried to reach out to the plane, the the ATC guy. Oh. But all he hears is silence. No. Let's go ahead and pause right there, though, and do our promo for promo, which we are doing with other podcasts nowadays. And pretty much we are promoting podcasts that we really enjoy and we think that you guys would enjoy. And they're also promoting our show. And it's just a nice way to find out more podcasts and stuff. So give this one a listen to. It's really cool. My name is Andrew Dodge. I have spent the last 11 years getting to know some of America's most notorious criminals, such as serial killers, spree killers, mass murderers, domestic and foreign terrorists, and many more types of criminals. Unforbidden Truth will bring you exclusive interviews with convicted criminals, professionals in the mental health and law enforcement field, and much more. Subscribe to Unforbidden Truth on any podcast platform to join me on a -a one-of-a-kind true crime experience. Because at this point, all three of them are in the back trying to get get Callaway subdued and the plane's on autopilot. Isn't Callaway the name of Big Hero 6? It is. Callahan. Callahan. Okay, there we go. It's a Disney movie, not a Marvel movie. (laughs) (laughs) So when Tucker walks to the back of the plane, he sees it covered in blood. There's bloody Uh, footprints on the ceiling. uh, It's a complete bloodbath. Literally, the seats have been torn. There's papers everywhere. Blood all around the cabin. Very nice. Not actually, but good job. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So David Sanders hands the spear to Tucker, and then Sanders decides to take over the plane to fly because he's the captain, so he he should be the one flying. So he goes back up to the front, and Tucker is standing there holding the spear, but he can't feel if he's gripping it anymore (gasps) because he's losing consciousness. I can visually see this entire case. It's insane. Keep going. So both Tucker and Peterson are getting weaker and weaker, and they actually lay on top of Callaway to keep him down <laughs> because they can't fight anymore. They it's are not funny. they've it's lost. Just like we don't want to fucking kill you. Stop. Exactly, and they're bleeding out from their heads. Oh my god! Like they are losing so much blood. Sanders gets in touch with Paul Candelino and begins flying the plane, but they're going in the wrong direction. No. So like the air traffic controller, Paul Candelino, he's like doesn't want he thinks that they're being hijacked because that's what's happening yeah, and in a hijack yeah. situation you have to be careful what you say on the radio uh-huh so he doesn't he doesn't ask him are you going to the airport no he says would you like vectors okay. which is like directions to fly yes thinking you know it's a, like the hijacking situation and mm-hmm. he said yes please get me get me back to the airport so at this point i i think what we all need to understand as far as planes is if they're too heavy they're not supposed to land okay the plane's been you know, in the air for 20, 30 minutes at this point, it's supposed to fly for five and a half hours to California and yes. five and a half hours back. Okay. It is full of fuel. Yes. It is overweight. They cannot, they're not supposed to land. Oh, I see what you're saying. The The fuel is making it too heavy and it's supposed to have released that already. Right. So you can landing, pop tires, mm-hmm. you can like fuck up everything. Yes. The so, fuel dump switches though are like, over by the flight engineer's seat and the captain is sitting in his seat. So he can't reach the fuel dump goodbye to the cargo <laughs> like there's nothing he can do to make the plane way less at this point open that back door push that shit out <laughs> <laughs> right autopilot 
push it out. <laughs> or he could go put the fuel dump switches. But he's trying to fly the plane back to the airport. Yeah. Callaway, the fighter that he is, because he's, you know, a martial arts expert. <laughs> yeah. Attempts to crawl towards the cockpit. No. With both Tucker and Peterson on top of him. No. And he's trying to gouge out their eyes. <gasps> he just had so much energy still fighting. Oh, my God. Sanders hears this fight getting louder and decides to level the plane and put in autopilot and go back to help and kill Callaway. He decided at this point. At that point. Callaway needs to die. Good job. I know it sucks, but it's it's time. Right. (laughs) You've exhausted your appeals. (laughs) (laughs) So he heads to the back and then Tucker yells out, we have it under control. So then he goes back to flying. Peterson then grabs the hammer and Tucker yells out to him, Andy, you gotta hit him. Like, looks him in the eye and says, Andy, you have to hit him. And and Andy says this was like a father-son moment. Like, he oh. looked him in the eyes like, you've got to do it. And Andy starts hitting Auburn with mm-hmm. all the might that he had left with the hammer. Yeah. The plane's coming in for landing, overweight, and at idle, which is super abnormal because you usually land with full throttle. Okay. Just in case it's a bad landing and you can take right off. Mm-hmm. So the plane touches down. None of the tires popped, which is amazing. Oh. Sky Daddy had them. He was like, I'm so sorry this happened to you. This wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. Oh, my God. And I mean, he. The, I'll get into that. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> they pull the door. The emergency slide pops out. And emergency services try to climb the slide. But it's too slippery. Oh. So as they're climbing it, the weakened crew helps them on board. Like, they're losing blood and they're still helping people on board. The EMT on scene oh my gets God. handcuffs thrown up to him and he puts him on Auburn Callaway. And he tells Sanders to stand on top of the cuffs to keep him down. <laughs> oh, shit. Imagine how fucking painful that is. You deserve it. You deserve it. He should be dead. At this point, Andy Peterson barely has a pulse when he isn't examined. Oh. He's barely hanging on to life. The captain, Dave Sanders stayed on board while his crew was taken care of, and walks himself into the hospital. Captain goes down with the ship. Exactly. But also, I really want you to survive, so get get your ass down there. Get your ass down there. Get down there. (laughs) So we have to ask, why did Calloway do this, right? Yes. Well, he was divorced in 1990 and wanted to continue to support his ex-wife and two children. Okay. Get a job. So he ended up writing a suicide letter Uh. the day before. His flight he was supposed to be on Uh then got told he couldn't be on because of that one minute over Sky Daddy stepping in intervention. Hello. Mm -hmm. So he was facing a possible dismissal over falsifying his flight hours. Mm. So he's about to lose his job. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have his wife. He wants to support his family. So he wanted to disguise the hijacking as an accident so that his family could get his 2.5 million life insurance policy. (gasps) He intended to murder the flight crew crew using blunt force but the flight crew that he was scheduled to be with Mm -hmm. was two people a a smaller female and a dude and then it was just going to be the two people he had to kill he brought on board two claw hammers two club (gasps) hammers a spear gun and a knife but he never used the knife oh my god and he also with him so he left a note at home with his last will and testament also had a note in his like bag Uh written to his ex-wife describing the author's apparent despair Okay. And just before the flight, Auburn Calloway had transferred over $54,000 in securities and cashier's checks to his ex-wife. I feel like he thought about this plan for, like, no more than two hours. Right. And he was like, like, he thought it up in two hours, popped into his head, did it, like, wrote it down. He was like, that's going to work. Right? No. Bro. Like, it's really sad that you wanted to, you wanted your marriage to, like, survive and take care of your family but that's not how you do it no 
just you have other options get another job a stanford alumni like i said a prior navy dude navy pilot yeah dude (laughs) dude whatever and all he he decided my professional career is over my i have a failed marriage so i have to off myself and i also have to kill through an accident question you know in fucking quotations and he also has to take down multiple other people too yeah and the fact that he's gonna do it exactly no incorrect incorrect sir you sir may fuck off fuck off (laughs) so the crew of flight 705 obviously had serious injuries no way (laughs) the left side of tucker's skull was severely fractured causing motor control problems in his right arm and right leg oh wow he also suffered seizures oh no that means he can't fly anymore huh it does (gasps) oh that makes me sad callaway had also dislocated tucker's jaw and attempted to gouge out one of his eyes and stabbed his right arm. So, uh, Sanders, uh, David Sanders, the pilot or the mm-hmm. captain, suffered several deep gashes in the head, and doctors had to sew his right ear back in place. Fuck. Flight engineer Andy Peterson's skull was fractured and his temporal artery severed. The aircraft itself incurred eight hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. Oh but, shit! You know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I don't think the plane's really a victim in this. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't supposed to do the things it did, and it held through. It did. So, good job on the DC-10. That's like the lucky number 13 from uh, Love, Death, Robots. Yeah. Where, like, it kills everybody else, but yeah. you get that one person. It's like, no, I belong to you. you. Exactly. <laughs> Auburn Calloway pleaded temporary insanity. I'm, really, I'm happy he survived. But Go was to sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. Yeah, that's right. Uh, federal sentencing is not subject to parole. Okay, good. On August 11, 1995, for attempted murder, attempted air piracy. <laughs> uh, he is in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. His inmate number is 14601076 if you want to write him a fucking letter that he's a piece of shit. Arg. He's in prison in the high security United States Penitentiary in Florence, Colorado, as of June 2021. On May 26, 1994, the Airline Pilots Association awarded Dave Sanders, James Tucker, and Andrew Peterson the Gold Medal Award for Heroism and the highest award a civilian pilot can receive. Good job, guys. In 2004, 10 years after the incident, and due to the extent of the severity of their injuries, none of the crew had been rectified as medically fit to fly commercially. Oh. James Tucker returned to recreational flying in his Luxome 8A in 2002. So he gets to fly still? Just for fun. And Mm. yeah, it's sad. Hopefully he's enjoying it though. Like you're still flying, right? Like, yeah, you can still do it. But I mean, being a commercial pilot and then losing that. Yeah. Um, And I actually teared up watching the documentary because Dave Sanders said he missed more than anything, more than flying. He missed the camaraderie he had with his fellow pilots oh. and crew members. And I just was like, he doesn't get that anymore. No. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Like, yeah, not flying sucks, but then like losing I don't, I can't even imagine not being able to fly. Like, it's yeah. just so heartbreaking. <laughs> Sniffle. <laughs> sorry. As of June 2021, the McDonnell Douglas DC-12, sorry, DC-10, mm-hmm. uh, the aircraft that was involved, so that's November 306 uh, Foxtrot Echo, uh-huh. remains in service as an upgraded MD-10. Wow. Without the flight engineer position. Uh-huh. 
and FedEx is in the process. <laughs> <So> no more. <laughs> they're like, nah, fuck that. They're in the process of phasing out their MD-10 aircraft in favor of the Boeing 767-300F. And the uh, plane first flew on December 6, 1985 and was delivered to FedEx on January 24th, 1986. So it's still in service. Yeah. But they're phasing them out. So the plane still gets to fly, but the pilots don't. And Auburn Calloway gets to rot in prison for God. attempting to murder a flight crew and take a plane down, potentially murdering civilians. Civilians, yeah. At, like, you piece of actual shit. Also, how was that going to be an accident? Like, they would find the wreckage, hopefully, and then they would see their bodies and be like, there's no fucking way that came from a plane. Oh, where are those two um hammers and crossbow? No, it was a spear gun. Spear gun? Yeah. Where'd that come from? No. Total accident. Weird. Just fell out of the cargo of electronics. A max of two hours he thought about this plan. Like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't. And, and the fact, dumb. like, it's so sad thinking about being in the cockpit and you're supposed to be able to trust your fellow pilots to save your life because, you know, they're flying a fucking plane. Hey, they could. They did. The three. The three. Yes. But then but, they yeah. have this other guy who just comes in hammers a blazing literally what the only thing missing was them being on fire and i mean if you get hit with a in the head with something it is discombobulating you're just sitting there like what happened like what how many times i hit my head on the fucking <laughs> on the dryer door whenever you're like you're bent down doing the the washer part and you fuck my day is over yeah. i'm done you're like well i'm, I'm mad imagine <laughs> having to fight off somebody who's a martial arts expert while flying a plane and then flying a fucking plane and flipping it which it's not supposed, supposed to be to able do. to do <laughs> that just it's it's an insane so that is the story of flight 705 thanks i really fucking loved it because they all survived yeah. i hate that they had to go through that and i hate that they can't fly the way that they want to fly anymore but that uh, an episode of resilience human you know i love resilience Good fucking job. A. We needed that after fucking John Wayne Gacy the last two yeah. weeks. Good job. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was really excited to share this with you. Yeah. Figured you'd get excited why. about the whole... I have know. the perfect photo for it. Oh. Oh, oh wait, wait. Let me show you the photo. <laughs> ah. Ah. So much pressure. What's this? That's the captain <gasps> walking out of the ambulance as... That's Peterson on the on the... What a Gurney fucking there. G. <laughs> and then that's Dave Sanders, literally covered in blood. Holy shit. Walking out of the ambulance. This guy's like, can you can you not? Can, yeah. Can we just sit down, please? <laughs> right? Insane. Good I job, say, guy. Mad kudos to James Tucker, the dude who flipped the plane in the first place and then put it on a autopilot and walked to the back and continued flying. I would pay money just to see him and Sully sit down Tell, pe- tell the people who Sully is real quick. Oh, yeah. So Sully is the one who landed on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. Insane. Insane. And then had to go through, like, the testimony and everything of, like, oh, yeah. how that was... no other pilot could have done it. And they tried to fucking say that they could. And it was like, no, you couldn't. Yeah, because they didn't uh, account for human human Life. calculation yeah. and human error. So he had 38 seconds before he decided what he was going to do. Because you have to sit there and go through a model of, what you're going to do, you know, perceive the problem, process it, and then perform the action and mm-hmm. then do that cycle over and over and over. And that's what he did. He played it out in his head. And you can see in the movie, if you watch Sully, he plays it out and he lands in the building every time. Every single time. 
because he plays out that's what you as a pilot have to mm-hmm. go and play out how it's gonna each emergency situation you're like okay if i take this step devil's it's advocate. gonna do that <laughs> it's gonna do that and it's gonna result in this so i need to do this exactly so that's what he did and i want solly and david well, we got david sanders and james tucker yeah i want them i would pay money just to see them sit down and just drink a cup of coffee together just talk now these dudes deserve a fucking fine aged barrel whiskey for what they've been through they deserve whatever they want Gentlemen, if you ever hear this podcast let me buy you a fucking drink you would die i would they're heroes absolutely yeah fantastic i i don't even how do you flip a dc10 how do you do it i don't think they're gonna teach you no all right well good job thanks yes so there's another episode of bloodbath for the records sure to rate review subscribe yes all the above spotify apple podcasts give us a a a like follow i don't know a subscribe and but wait there's more (laughs) like what